Warning, this show is rated M for melanin. We've sent out flow charts and graphs like, can you say the N word? <laughs> yeah, PSA, uh, still no. <laughs> Welcome to Blacklight, the podcast that keeps it light while talking blackness. We're your hosts, Sheldon, Jason, Warren, and Julian. We're here to cast blackness in a new light from a fresh, finessed perspective. Every episode, we examine a social issue or current event through an unapologetically black lens. The show exists because in today's media climate, the experiences and perspectives of color are often unseen or overlooked. We wanted a place to share stories of black people, by black people, for all people. This is that place. This is Black Light. First things first, are we recording? Yeah, we've been recording. Great. So what are we talking about today, Julian? <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So we, first of all, we were talking about Juneteenth weekend. It was also conflicted because it was Father's Day weekend too, right? But during Father's Day weekend, I had a chance to travel with, well, family. I mean, family, soon to be family since I'm going to be married soon. But somebody within the family and I had a conversation. We struck up a conversation about words that hurt. And uh, they mentioned to me that... They feel a certain way, like they get they get upset and offended when they hear people using the R word, right? And, you know, for people who need to color in that picture right there, the R word referring to mentally challenged people, right? On the spectrum. Okay. On the spectrum. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Also, we're talking about the F word. I mean, on the heels of, of Pride Month, we talk about, you know, that's just a word you can't, you, it's really not a, a word that's ever been looked in, in, in favor of, um, mm. you know, the LGBTQ community. But, you know, so that's just a word that's frowned upon. And so I'm having this conversation and I'm hearing, oh, you know, I, I, if I hear this word, if I hear people use those words, I stop what I'm doing and tell them, hey, that's not a word that we use. Mm -hmm. And so to that, my offer was, what about the N-word? How, how do you feel about the, the N-word? And the response was, well, you know, I, I don't think people could be using it, but I don't really have a connection to that word. Mm. I feel it was very, um, you know, uh, an open and honest conversation, which I really appreciated. But I, I, I want to take this time to talk about the nuance of, of language because words affect all of us differently. And the words we're talking about right now, obviously, are, are, are egregious, right? We're t you know, these are words that you couldn't use in any, you couldn't use them in public and expect to keep your job. But there's also other words and even other, um, you know, phrases that people talk about that aren't necessarily as a lot of people wouldn't see as hurtful. So mm -hmm. I want to talk about that today and I want to see if you guys have any uh, experiences. And I'm sure you guys all do have experiences, but I'll just start off by saying I, I know what it's like to hear somebody who doesn't look like me or somebody who's not uh, a person of color comment on how articulate I might be, right? Mm. And it's never, I mean, it's obviously at the time you think it's a, it's, it's something that, oh yeah, great. You know, they, they think highly of me because they think that I can speak according to their standards. <laughs> but looking back at it, it's like, the question is, what did they expect mm -hmm. out of me? So we continue to see examples like that and hear examples like that. But I just wanted to open it up and see if you guys had any uh, experiences that you could share. Articulate is a fun one for me, uh, but I have a little bit of a nuance to share on that specific one because I feel like sometimes I have spoken very articulately 
and someone saying that I was speaking articulately makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. And, and I appreciate that. But when I haven't done anything particularly different than everybody else's normal speech and I am called articulate, that's when it, it seems disingenuous and it seems racially motivated mm -hmm. uh, because I, I haven't done anything that's <laughs> articulate to get you to call me articulate, right? So then it feels like, oh, you expected me to be less than mm -hmm, and I right. showed you that I wasn't and so you had to say something about it. Yeah. The one that falls in line with that for me is well-spoken. It's, yes. it's, it's, it's in the same vein, obviously. And it just, it, it highlights the surprise that certain people have because they were expecting something different. And I've had that happen to me where people have come up to me and literally told me, I was expecting you to sound completely different. Mm -hmm. And some of that is, it's obviously it's prejudice, which just means prejudging. Uh, stereotypes, which is what you've seen and heard and everything else and trying to quickly create a pattern for that. But, you know, I think uh, for sure people can miss out on, I mean, it's one thing if you say something and, and you didn't mean anything by it, it's like, oh, I just, I really like the way that you, so you speak and I think that you're well-spoken. Oh, okay. But to just be having a conversation, oh, you're just so well-spoken. Right. Yeah. And it's like, what were you expecting? Mm-hmm. You know, boo-boo the fool. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what I'm not, by the way. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, I, I have this um, issue with um, speaking to older members of my family. I'm not going to call them out individually. But I have some very close family members. And then sometimes when we're talking, they'll use words that don't really describe me at, at all. But they describe others which is appalling. And I'm always sort of stuck. And, and even um, actually a, a fairly good friend of mine recently dropped like the F-bomb. And I'm always sort of stuck. Well, especially with, with older people, like younger people, uh, I'll just kind of correct on the spot or depending on the situation, you know, kind of address it that way. But I always have a, a, a difficult time addressing older people because I know that they did grow up in a, in a different time. But, you know, it's just like one of those things you just have to do um, because, you know, if you don't know better, you won't do better. And on one end, you can say like, oh, they don't mean anything by it. You know, it's just, oh, they're just older. But, you know, it's it's a holdover from a segment of society that was horrible to certain groups of people. And to just kind of stand there and, and not say anything, I, I think, would, would be a disservice to that group and, and to myself. So... Um, it's something I've sort of been battling with, but in recent years, I will say aunt or uncle, because I don't want to call them out, so-and-so, mm -hmm. don't say that. Like, no one says that anymore. Like, mm -hmm. what is, no, well, well, what are you, are you one? You know, that that's uh -oh. like the immediate visceral <laughs> yeah. where I'm like, no, motherfucker. Like, I, you know, I don't say that because they're, they're my relatives, but it's just like, no, that's just a thing that you shouldn't say. There's so many other things you can say or don't address it at all. You, you can go your whole life not saying that word or, you know, disparaging this group of people. You'll be fine. Like, mm. it just, you know, so that's sort of one of the things as far as words that hurt is like addressing my community, which has already been hurt by so many words, mm -hmm. but then to afflict that, uh, that same hurt mm -hmm. on others just because they're not them, which is straight Christian, what, you know, dash, 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 to afflict that harm on somebody else 
is really depressing. It's like you should know better. Yeah, and you know, I mean, I think that's when you bring that up. I, I just think about how sometimes we have to make this internal decision as to whether to confront somebody who says these words, you know. And even if you you may not be a part of that group or whatever who is being uh, disparaged, it's like, oh, okay, well, this person said this, but you know, it's not really my battle. You know, uh, example that comes to mind is, you know, the Washington football team. Right. I mean, that was a mm-hmm. whole big thing. Right. And there's so much pushback and we I don't necessarily want to fall into the rabbit hole of, you know, the NFL and how much money is just generated by the franchises and how people just want to hold on to tradition while at the same time ignoring that a team name could possibly be offensive to anybody. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I think of that and I think of. If I were to hear somebody, this is just me personally, and I'll, I'll you know, hear from you guys too, but if I were to hear somebody use um, the, the R word or the F word, you know, I, I would say, hey, this, these aren't words that we really need to be using, you know? And, um, and obviously it's in context. Like if it's a complete stranger or something like that and somebody is like completely escalated to the point where I think I might be in like harm or something like that, then maybe I'll kind of, you know, hang back. Every situation is different, but... Julia, do you really correct your friends when they say stuff like that? A good friend, like good friends, you know. Yeah, there are people I can think of who maybe you might have in mind. <laughs> but but having that conversation, I think, is something that absolutely needs to be had. And especially mm. if you can't have it with your friends, you know what yeah. I mean? And how can you know you can have it with a stranger? You know? I think it's actually easier to have it with strangers sometimes. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah, because you tell that person to because fuck it off. doesn't it doesn't affect you <laughs> yeah. to to say to a stranger. I mean, unless you're scared that that person is gonna like jump you, uh, yeah. it doesn't affect you to say you know like don't say that shit to a stranger. But suddenly it it affects your plans for next weekend if you say mm. don't say that shit to yeah. your friend. He's like, what are you one? Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I I I'm personally grateful to not be in a circle to to where yeah words of hate can be like tossed around. Mm. Yeah, we say a lot of wild shit, but we're not a hateful group. Right. Yeah, exactly. And the question has never come up, oh, where did you learn to speak so well? You know, and one of the ones that we, we've talked about before, uh, we may or may not have recorded it before. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, it is uh, when we talk about looks, when you talk about uh, somebody presenting with a specific set of features, uh, people would coin them as exotic oh, mm-hmm. or touch right. their hair texture and say, oh, no wow, no. like, what What are you? You know mm. what I mean? Where are you from? Right, where are you from? And, and, and you know. Maryland. Bethesda. Right, exactly. No, where, <laughs> right, 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 where right. Are you really where are you from? from? From. Yeah, like, no, Maryland. Right. Like, no, no, I was born here, yeah. <laughs> like, all right, yeah, I get yeah, it. Yeah. There's a language barrier. And then where they go, are you from? Then they go, but where are your parents from? And I'm like, well, D.C. and uh, Missouri. Yeah. And they go, no, 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 but, like, <laughs> and you just what hear them you? <laughs> exactly you hear them you hear them sigh and try to like put it together in their head what they're trying to ask you and you're just not answering mm-hmm. um and then they get to the the what are you question or mm-hmm. like uh, wh- where's your family from <laughs> like they uh how many times have you been asked that like in a night wow uh, i mean it's an ongoing thing do people ask you that? I just I, I would just assume they just think you're black. Like, do you do you get like well, more I think, exotic? Well, I think I surprise a lot of questions. folks because I mean, even in every group is different. So, mm-hmm. for instance, uh, like my family considers me to be lighter, right? But you guys have talked about me being dark skin, 
and I've actually been out like You're brown skin. We never say sure. dark skin. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that you call me dark skin at some point. But anyway, the point is, it doesn't matter to yeah. me. The point is, I've certainly had that happen when I'm like either been out or people come up to me and just be so surprised. Like I've mm-hmm. told folks, I'm like, you know, uh, my dad is black and my mom is white. And they're like, but you're so dark. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, those kind of kind of things happen, and uh, sometimes it, it is a uh, a situation where you literally just have to wake somebody up. They didn't realize that what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Like if we go all the way back to the uh, the first segment in our first episode where I talk about one of my close friends told me that I was the whitest black person that she mm-hmm. knew, and in her head she meant that as a compliment. Right. So um, that was you know, and me just saying something to her about that, it immediately switched that. Uh, her, that way of thinking. And she realized she had to think about it. She's like, wait a second. Okay. I am basically, basically saying that these, I associate these features or these characteristics with being white, which is also better and also creates a commonality between us. Because if you are exhibiting these characteristics that are stereotypically black, we wouldn't have the same type of commonalities. That's a whole lot to be said in a, or to surmise in you're the whitest black person that I know. Okay. But that's what that, you know, that's what a person is saying, even if that's not exactly what they, they mean. And it's important, I think, for people to really hear that and, and know that and understand that, that you don't put another person's heritage or culture or something like that and say, oh, it's close to this because I think that this other thing is better. You know, and say like, like whiteness is what you aspire to, right. aspire to, right. yeah. you know. Uh, heads up, folks, I'm not aspiring to be white. <laughs> so right. it's not a life goal of mine. I'm I'm proud to be black and, you know, and I'm also proud to be mixed, you know, but in terms of, I also know that the way, the, the way I walk through the world and there's no getting around that. I mean, my perspectives and my experiences are shaped by my family and my, my growth and my experiences, but I also know how I walk through the world and, and, and who I am also to other people. Um, there was something that I wanted to ask you guys about this, um, just in terms of words that hurt. I mean, obviously the, the big one, you know, is if when, when white people are using the N word, right? We, mm-hmm. we've already talked about that. And from a comedic standpoint, just don't do it. Yeah. We've sent out flow charts and graphs. Like, can you say <laughs> the N word? Yeah. PSA. Uh, still no. <laughs> still. Are you black? <laughs> no, then no. no. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Period. And of course, you know, we, we've seen things and, and, and white folks get upset when it's like, well, why can't I say it? You know, I want to, I want to be able to sing it in songs <laughs> and things like that. I think that ta Coates has probably done the greatest rebuttal on that, that I've seen to date, but I actually care less about when white people are mouthing the word nigga in a hip hop song. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I actually don't care that they don't say the N word in front of me because I know that they're not stupid enough to do that. What I do care about is what they do when there are no black people around. And th- when those words that hurt come out, who are they checking then? And so I don't have that answer because I'm never in a room full of white people and they don't know I'm there and they're, dry, uh-huh. you know. Yeah, you don't blend in the shadows that much. No, just, it's not happening. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I just think it's, it's uh, that's something that I wanted to just get out there is, uh, at least for me, I care less about, it's not that I want to see people at the club, white people at the club saying, nigga, 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 nigga. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is it means more to me when, somebody when there are no black people around and that's that's an ally you know Mm -hmm. that's that's somebody who's there and is trying to change the way that people talk about things because like we're saying is like the most 
effect that you can have, although it's easier sometimes to talk to a stranger, is in the most difficult conversations with your family and friends. Yeah. You know, at Thanksgiving, I'm like, white folks, they're like, we can't talk to like our crazy uncle about this. I'm like, <laughs> you got to let them know that this isn't okay anymore. And we're not going to let you just spout racist things at the Thanksgiving yeah. table. Yeah, it's you like know. you can't call me colored anymore. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's when we need to start canceling people. It's like, you know what? Like, this is just not in line with our family values. And if if this is something that you want to espouse, then you're not welcome to the cookout or to the to the family dinner. So I, I just think that, that it's an important uh, distinction to make and for folks to realize uh, it's because I'm just not about the performative bullshit, man. You know, oh, I don't say the N word. Nigga. You say the N word, right. <laughs> you know, there's not a white person on yeah, the planet that can urban. convince me <laughs> that they have not said the N word. And there's not a white person on the planet that can convince me that they haven't thought it. Mm. And that just because they don't say it. Well, not it. Not every white person. There are some white people that have never said that word. Can't okay. say that. Okay. Can you? You just did. Okay. <laughs> Sheldon's looking at him Sheldon's like, I said, said what I said. <laughs> I said what I said. I'm going to stick by my shit. Was somebody going to write in and be like, I just want you to know that I've never used the word nigger. <laughs> oops. oops. <laughs> Until now. <laughs> I say nigger 5,000 5, mm-hmm. times a day. And brush my, my teeth, teeth with it. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so. Yeah. But, uh. What were some, uh, some other things? And I guess what, uh, what do we, uh, what do we do about that? When it comes to those things, I mean, is it is it the constant checking of folks? Is it just the updating of, you know, people's language and lexicon? Is it, you know, what responsibility do we have? That's a good, that's an excellent question. Yeah, I, I I definitely think that we do have a responsibility to check people um, because it's so check people and you know make sure to have these uncomfortable conversations. Be comfortable with having uncomfortable conversations. You know, the thing is, it's really not just the N-word. It's really not um, just something as in-your-face as that word. But it's when we use words like uh, ghetto, uh, you know, mm-hmm. hood, and things like that. Ratchet. Right. You know what I mean? One of my favorite words. Yeah, that is. <laughs> but you're far from a ratchet person. I'll just let you know. Thank you. I, I just think about the whole, um, you know, the telephone game where mm-hmm. it's like, you know, whisper in somebody's ear, you know, something. And then they got to whisper that message into somebody else's ear. Mm-hmm. So I think about a scenario where, let's say there's white people at a party telling a story about, so yeah, so I ran into this black guy, you know, we were talking and so and so, and the story is like super funny, right? Mm-hmm. And then one person in that circle goes to the other one's like, yeah, so like you know this this homie, you know, <laughs> ran into my friend and so and so and so and so. Oh, it's like a really. Uh, funny story so somebody in that circle who just heard it from the first time goes to another one like yo so this nigga was walking right and ran into my friend right you know what i mean (laughs) just escalates each time the telephone (laughs) you know what i mean so i think i think it's i think it's being able to check people on on words like you know hood and ghetto oh that's so ghetto like oh why would you do that's so ghetto you know you know there, there are a lot of people that are outside the community that that use that type of word and this is just me speaking for myself, obviously, but I, I don't have a problem with that. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to spend my life checking white people for every little, you know, faux pas that That's racial faux checking, pas yeah. that they give. Uh, you know, like if white people want to, I use ratchet a lot. If, if you know, Corey, uh, Bill, I don't know. So I'm using stereotypical whiteness, but if someone, <laughs> if, if somebody else wants to use that word, like, you know, it doesn't have the sort of the same type of racial history that, you know, so, mm-hmm. you know, if you want to use that, but, you know, it, 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 
it all depends on the context. Like if we're saying something and it's more like, you know, well, that person is less than or I don't know. It, it, it really just depends one on the situation and, and the context. Like I, I'm not going to check every single person. Like if you want to use ghetto, if you want to use ratchet, I use white trash you know, freely, because I, I, a lot of people use white trash. It, it means it's sort of the same thing as ghetto, if you think about it. Um, I, I personally don't even use that. Yeah, I don't use yeah. that either. Yeah. <clears throat> because if they were to say black trash, it'd be, it'd just be a, no, a no-go. Yeah. <laughs> but, but that's not a thing. Like, that's not a... It, I'm just saying, but if like, there's an it's equivalent... It's like someone saying Negro. Right. Like, Negro doesn't have the same sting as nigger does. So, like... You know, black trash. Like, oh, okay, I'm black yeah, trash. I, There's yeah. so many better, in, you know, worse insults than that. So, yeah, I mean, we talk about we talk about context, and yeah, okay. So if you use it, okay. So if you say like when Jewish people came here and they lived in ghettos, right? You know what okay. I mean? That's one thing. But then you, when you say like, oh, like I don't want that camera. That's ghetto. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know. So you're equating a large, I guess, congregation of in this country now historically black people who live in a specific <laughs> a specific part of a, a you know a city or town or whatever and you equate that as being like low quality mm-hmm. you know so that because that's that's really what it's saying you're saying that ghetto is bad black people live in the ghetto mm-hmm. you know what i mean and so i mean so that's it's a subconscious thing that we say but people that don't look like us feel completely comfortable saying that and feel comfortable with that narrative yeah. we go back to the changing the narrative piece of it i think that's just a narrative we have to cha- you know change i'm not saying like okay don't say ghetto but more of a like know what you're saying you know know where this comes from you don't feel i feel like you you don't feel comfortable with, with white people using that i'm kind of getting that from you if if a if a white person came to me and described like, something oh, are, that's so ghetto they, they say that to you you I, I would first of all yeah i mean i i don't know any white people in my life that would say that but if they did then i'd be like what do you mean by that like I'm here okay. to entertain this conversation right now. Maybe the conversation will last. Maybe it won't. But <laughs> <laughs> maybe their you know life I mean? will last. Maybe it won't. Like, <laughs> you know, because in the, okay, if somebody says that, I'm pretty sure it's like, ew, that's so ghetto. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. I think some of that too. It, it comes with uh, some of it. Just needs to be an update in the language yeah. because, like for instance, when people talk about uh, demographic areas and they they say, okay, yeah, it's it's really ghetto, or they'll be like, yeah, this is really like shady, or this is really uh, sketchy, or mm-hmm, something like mm-hmm. that, or I feel unsafe here, <laughs> which is <laughs> well, there's some places that you just feel unsafe, yeah. But I think true. that like amidst all this, one thing that I want to add, especially with my experience of just living in uh, in D.C., has been that just because black people are present does not make the area sketchy. You know, or and ghetto. Or ghetto. for the people in the back, And please. a lot of uh, that, I would have a. You know, that's what I'm saying. Is yeah, like yeah. that's what I see, and that's what I. Uh, that's what I feel when folks are saying like, "Oh, this area town, or this is ghetto." It's one thing. It's like first off, you have to understand what a ghetto is, you know, and understand how this came about and what like the conditions that because black people were not allowed to own property, they couldn't buy houses, redline the whole thing, but enforced into the into poverty, you know. And so, really, what you're saying is this is the this is akin to poverty. Mm-hmm. And specifically, uh, I mean, or more generally, it's 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 at least culturally understood that we're talking about black poverty here, right. and that's I think why, why it, it hurts. And if it's uh, if people are just fl- throwing it around, oh, that's ghetto. It's just there's other and better words to be used, I think, and it just needs a there's just needs to be an update there. Um, and sometimes people just don't even realize. Like, well, that, oh, this is so sketchy. I feel like that's one of the things that that I would ask for is is to be cognizant of the words that you're using and what you actually mean by them, not just to say 
like the first word that comes to your mind, but be more descriptive in your language Mm -hmm. when you're saying, especially around people that don't have the same lexicon as you, you know, be more descriptive in your language so that you can communicate clearly and say, this to me is, it feels unsafe, or this to me seems low quality, instead of mm-hmm. allowing that to be misinterpreted as you saying, this this looks to be like something that black poor people get. Right. Yes. Right? Like, yes. yes uh, exactly. And if you mean this... I guarantee you the lights are coming a, on for some folks now that are listening. <laughs> I guarantee you. Right. <laughs> if you mean this is what black and poor people get, or or black poor people get, then then say that. But but feel comfortable saying that if that's actually what you mean. Amen. And if you don't feel comfortable saying that, then you should look at what you're actually trying mm. to say and go, ah, maybe I shouldn't be saying ghetto in the first place because what I meant was too uncomfortable for me to actually say. Mm-hmm. And I, I think one of you, I think, made a really important, you know, distinction. It's like, well, okay, this area is ghetto. All right, this area is safe. I feel unsafe in this area. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of times, sometimes when people say that, it's because it's just bad neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a bunch of crime. I feel unsafe in I, several areas. Yeah. Right. On the flip side, sometimes I feel unsafe in this area because there are black people. Right. And I am fearful of of black people, and that's I mean, I feel unsafe in white insane. neighborhoods all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. Jason. Well, <laughs> if I was if I was if I was jogging in Georgia or whatever, Sheet. I would feel unsafe. I, I wouldn't call that the hood. Yeah, <laughs> this from you know? a guy. Where's the hood? Hood hood in that community probably means something party a little bit different. Where's the bachelor party? Uh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not Georgia, but yeah, it, it's worse. <laughs> we might as well go to Mississippi. But um, <laughs> no comment. Wow. <laughs> so, and going into one of my favorite things to talk about, we talk about relationships. What about when cheating? somebody said cheating? No. Not cheating, <laughs> baby. That's cheating. That's cheating. <laughs> yes, the hit new game show. That's Inside right. Jokes. We're, we're gonna play that out one day. We're gonna. We're gonna I just want to be the host, man. Uh, that's all. I just want to be able to say that every time. <laughs> baby, that's cheating. <laughs> so the whole uh, oh well, they're attractive for a, a black guy or a black girl. Mm. You know what I mean? And. You know, we I alluded to exotic features earlier, but I, there's been several times where I've heard people say, "I don't really go after uh, black girls," but yeah, she she looks really mm-hmm. exotic. You know what I mean? And she's hot for a black girl. Right, right, right. You know, not right. uh, not he's often cute, whispered. But he's black. Right. Yeah. So I I just think about that too, and I mean, we think about like what what it says, and I think that also coincides with the conversation we've had about having a preference. Like, is it necessarily a, a bad thing to have a preference? Uh, but versus the language that you use to say, hey, or this isn't the person that I'm attracted to, mm-hmm. you know, and like, how do you communicate that? And I feel like there's a responsible way to say that. But um, I want to hear from you guys. What do you guys think in terms Again, of just be specific. Yeah. If you don't find a specific person attractive mm-hmm. or there's a specific facial feature or, or body feature that you don't find attractive be very specific mm. at how you say that. Don't be like, I don't like black asses. Right. That's that's not what you mean. Nobody ever you, said that. You no. actually mean you don't like black people and and they have asses that you can like qualify in mm. your head. So 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 don't say it that way. Say specifically the person in front of you does not have the feature set that you're actually looking for. Cool. You mm. don't have to be attracted to everybody just because right. you know they're they're a race that you're not, so you don't want to offend anybody. Uh we're not definitely not saying that, or I'm not saying that, mm. but 
Like the more specific you can be with your language, the more adequately you can communicate without being offensive. Right. And yeah, I mean, even things like saying things like I don't date versus I have never dated. Yes. You know, yeah. it's like I don't date black people or whatever. Like, oh, yeah, I've never dated a black person before. Totally fine to say. That's, a, that's just a fact if it hasn't happened. You know, but to just lump uh, everybody in with some sort of prejudice that you have and say, like, all black people are this. And so I don't like. I don't date equals I would never date. that's that's what it sounds like to me when someone says i don't date x kind of person means i would never date that kind of person Mm -hmm. and that to me especially when you're saying that about someone that's a, a race that that means that no no person like that could ever either be good enough or or uh be uh connected with me in a way that makes me feel comfortable enough to date them yeah. and and that's that feels grimy yeah i mean and i've certainly had to update the way that i'm thinking i'm not going to tell the story because i've told it a few times on the podcast but i think it is an important thought exercise for people to just challenge themselves and say where have i closed myself off mentally uh, in terms of being accepting of other people and if you're saying things like i would never date this particular type of people group or Again, like you're saying, Warren, if it's one thing if you're not attracted to a particular feature, but that feature runs the gamut of all people, you know. And now if you're talking about you don't like a particular skin tone, well, guess what? You're racist now. <laughs> Surprise. I'm, I'm, so even if you don't like a particular skin tone, mm. like look at your skin tone versus my skin tone. Mm. Okay. They could like your skin tone and not like my skin mm. tone and and like black people, right? <laughs> or they could like my skin tone and not your skin tone and yeah. like black people, right? Like black is not a skin tone. Mm-hmm. There are by no black That's people. That's great. That's a great point. So, so cool. Like... What do you actually be specific? Mm. What do you like? Right. If you really, really like a, a certain skin tone, cool. If you really, really don't like a certain specific skin tone, cool. If you are so broad that you don't like all people that are black, all of their skin tones, mm-hmm. then you're you're going real far. Uh-huh. You're trying real, real hard right. not to be racist. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, you're probably you're just racist. That, yeah, just yeah. trying to thread the needle and it's not working. Yeah. So rounding out our conversation today is a phrase that we've, we've heard a lot uh, and quite a bit. And it, I think it's, it's really become a polarizing phrase. And that's the phrase, I don't see color. Mm-hmm. Now we can build out a com- uh, uh, like an so entire episode. Yeah, we can build out an entire episode on this. We won't do that. But just really, as we as we uh, you know head out of this episode, I'm going to talk about the impact of saying something like that. A- any, any thoughts? Yeah, representation matters. Reparations matter. And uh, cash me outside. No. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> but I, I, I know that I've posted things about this. I, th- I think that it's important for folks to just remember that you do not have the right to take something away from somebody else, and especially their skin. That's what we live in. It's, it, it's a big part of who we are. It's the first thing that people see. So, you know, if you're, if you're trying to be one of those folks who's saying, I don't see color, you're not doing anyone a favor. Also, if you're one of those people who just says, I just try to be a good person, that's not the that's not super impactful. You know, you're on a one-to-one level here. It's it's uh, it's it's not the greatest approach. So that's that's my take on that. Yeah. <laughs> you don't see color means that you can't understand why people treat me differently than they treat you. 
And so it makes it impossible for me to talk to you about what I'm going through in my life. Mm -hmm. So you're basically shutting down the conversation mm -hmm. of the world reacts to me in a racialized manner. Uh, and I need you to understand that to, to like help me navigate through the world or, or not step on my toes while I'm trying to navigate through the world. Um, it's, it's pretty ridiculous to say, I, I don't have to understand what you're going through. So I'm just going to say, I don't, I don't see the thing that makes you different than I am. Also, I like being black. So, so see that please. Yeah. I, I would appreciate you seeing that I'm black. Well, I, you know, a lot of what we said has been, you know, sort of had, had a racial component. And, you know, there are things sort of outside of that, like words that hurt. Like, have you guys sort of evolved with language that you've used over the, and not just from a racial you know, point of view, maybe, you know, how you interact with a loved one, a significant other, a sibling, you know, just speaking about words that hurt, we all are trying to evolve and become better people. I, I know I am. And I know that, especially with people I sort of care about deeply, I, I you know, I love kind of hard. I'm an Aries. You know, I don't know if you guys know about that sign. So I love kind of hard. Um, yeah, a lot of other. You're, you're crying right now while you're saying this, dude. <laughs> yeah, then I'll fight you. You know what I'm saying? Afterwards, <laughs> yeah. um, that, that's a typical Aries. Doves are flying away in the background. <laughs> but, um, you know, I've tried to um, improve the way that I, I address people that I, you know, just the way I, that I interact with people. Because I know in the past I have come off very, like, harsh or um, judgmental, and I get it honestly. So, have you have you guys sort of had an experience where you you've improved in certain language that you use with other people? Not of even course. just from a racial point of view, just just human interaction. Yeah, I used to I used to use gay as as a like a put down mm, in yeah. high school. Yeah, I, like definitely that's dumb, and that's not part of my lexicon anymore. Mm. I. Uh, I used to, something more recent, uh, I don't talk about people as male and female anymore. I talk about them as men and women because of interactions that I've had within the trans community and, and people telling me that they feel like uh, male and female have been used in, in violent ways toward them saying, you know, well, uh, you know, they might look like a man, but they're really female, right? And so so using that sort of more scientific sounding word to say i'm i'm going to ignore your identity in order to to call you this this science term so i've i've tried to stop using male and female as descriptors for people and start using man and woman and that's been much more recent but i'm constantly going like how do i again how do i be specific with what i mean and live in today's society and not hurt people that i don't want to hurt like sometimes you want to hurt someone with your words, but most of the time, you're you're literally just trying to convey meaning, mm. and and it's unnecessary to do harm. So I try not to do harm. Yeah, for some reason the only thing, one that's coming to me is, uh, and it wasn't a word that I use, but it's one that I try to get people to update, is just the difference between separation and segregation. Mm -hmm. And especially at work when people talk oh. about like <laughs> segregation of duties. <laughs> I'm like, you can just easily use the word separation. It's totally fine. It's just not a reason to add this word in here that has another context. Uh, but I understand why people might not see that. And it's it's not that segregation itself on its own, it, it, it has its own meaning. It's And that's what we apply to it in terms of a, a time in American history. Yeah. 
it's not that it doesn't have its own meaning, but it's like, given the option, why not just say separation? <laughs> so that's the one that's coming to, to my mind immediately. It's not even, that's not something that even that I ever really said. I just always thought it was weird that people would use that and not separation. Yeah. I mean, for, for me, what comes to mind, I mean, we talked about it earlier, but the Washington football team, I mean, Jason and I oh yeah, used to be huge <laughs> Washington football team fans. I painted over my Washington Redskins wall. That, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Imagine if you, just got if mad you one day. went to if you went out to the club or the bar and someone called someone else a redskin. Right. Hey, right. <laughs> like, hey uh, you redskins know where the bar, are? The bar is? Well, he has a Native American friend who said it's okay. It's okay. Right. Yeah, right. we did a survey. So That's right. It's, we did it's a fine. survey. We talked <laughs> to the chiefs. Five hundred people. Right. <laughs> All of them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that yeah. and and also the um, the R word that we talked about earlier. I mean, that's that's something that uh, you know it's over the years. It's been more and more that it's been more and more discouraged from people. And then mm. um, when I really learned, <laughs> I really learned the Black Eyed Pea song. Uh, you know, let's get it started. Yeah, and we it's, learned it that it's, it's yeah, it was actually, something else. Yeah. So um, you know, I'm just like that's. I think that's. It's not a good word to use, but that was that was kind of overkill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So yeah. <laughs> well, you know, one thing that I I have really sort of stopped doing is how I do locker room talk. And you guys can check me if if you feel like I'm, <laughs> this is not true. Oh, but <laughs> Jason about to lie on here. No. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but when some guy, I don't say all guys, but when a lot of guys in my experience in my circle of guys, when we talk about women. Like, yo, this bitch, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, man. You use that word so much. And if you like, you know, yes, it's 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 the way certain guys communicate. And maybe, you know, quote, unquote, they don't mean anything about it. But at the end of the day, you're calling women bitches. Like, right. all of them. Like, you're using Every single that woman. word to describe all women, you know, mm-hmm. and so many, and not these guys. Actually, actually, you, you guys don't really do that, but I, I do have other friends who use that word. So it's like, you know, the for them. Like they use it for for every <laughs> sentence when we're talking. You know, they'll get it. You know, we'll be hyping a story up, and um, you know, that's thrown in there. And it's just like, well, what do you what what do you do with that? <laughs> like, do you do you check them because they're telling them an awesome story, you know? And this is just how we've been talking for how. We are, you know, we've been talking for years. I don't talk that way, or at least try to not talk that way anymore. Yeah, you call us a bitch before you call a woman. Well, a bitch. yeah, I call you you because yeah. So, <laughs> but uh, you know, that's that's something that um, happens all all the time, and and I'm never sure what to do with it because it just sounds so like harsh. I'm like, you mm-hmm. know, everything yeah, had this bitch, yeah, and then I'd be then then and we yeah. then we. It's just like, it, and even if it's a, a a woman that they care about, you know, to still kind of use that word. And then if you know, I don't, I I may have confronted one or two, you know, one friend about it, and it was like, yeah, right, yeah, I'm being a bitch. <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, like, well, that might be a yeah. But uh, you know, when you say that, I think about it's 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 how we respond to that because it doesn't always have to be a confrontation type thing but it just could just be like when you would talk about certain subject matter in that same circle you can be like yeah so you know this this uh this woman or my wife or whoever you might be talking to but use like any other word that's not derogatory but especially not bitch you know what i mean Mm -hmm. because that's how i learn through talking to friends that learning that they don't curse right like 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, damn, you really don't curse, do you? It's like, I have not cursed since. <laughs> you know, it's like I grew up. I've been cursing yeah, like this, for years. Yeah, this, this type yeah. of, uh, uh, you know, oh, yeah, you know, this type of household. So, you know, I don't curse. I didn't grow up not, you know, don't didn't grow up cursing. So, yeah. So it's just, you know, how, how you interact and how you. But just because they don't curse doesn't mean you can have to stop cursing, right? Oh, yeah. Never yeah. that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> never that. I don't think you could. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm a father now, man. I got to change some oh, things. Oh, God. Well, I, uh, <clears throat> I, I, I mean, I wouldn't ju- drop the <laughs> F-bomb around your kid, you know, when they can repeat I, stuff I, I back. I would say, I'll be transparent with you guys. I do that much more than I really should. <laughs> <laughs> well, he doesn't. Yeah. I, I'm clumsy at those those uh, 3 a.m. feedings and I drop the bottle and stuff. Fuck. Yeah, I'm cursing. But, well, when you're an adorable little three-year-old, two-year-old, you know, says fuck for the first time, you'll, you'll change. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would say if there's a, a through line or a message with this, it's really just be cognizant of the words that you use and be open to when people, especially if you're using words about a particular person or a group, and when they try to update you and say, hey, either we don't say that or that's not cool or actually I identify as this or what do you mean am I one? That's not a word that we use about anybody. So that's not a question of am I one? It's stop using that word. <laughs> You know, and it's like, yeah, I mean, I could use lots of examples, but it's just, and the other thing is that language changes over time. And that's what we've, we experienced that when nobody is immune to that language, we create new words. There's words that mean, you know, different things uh, throughout time. Sometimes they change. They mean different things culturally. The most important thing that folks can do is just have, uh, be open to changing their mind about the things that they say. And just like, you, you don't have to hold on to a word especially if it hurts other people, mm-hmm. you know, it's okay to let that go and be like, all right, well I did. I used to say that I used to go Eddie Murphy on him. Now I don't, <laughs> <Right. Yeah. laughs> you know, it's not cool. Right. So, right. A fun last one to leave you with. If, if you didn't know grandfathered, you know where that term comes from? Like grandfathered no. in mm-hmm. no. that term comes from when the Southern states were trying to pass voting rights bills that excluded black people, Mm. they said, basically, if you come from someone that voted in past elections or you voted in past elections, then you're able to vote if you can't, you know, pass all of the, the other like tests and whatever they were, they were putting in place. So, so it was called grandfathering in because it was, well, if your grandfather could vote in the last election, then you can vote now. And so it has a very like racialized history and I'm not saying you shouldn't use that term. I'm just saying like Mm -hmm. there you're we're constantly updating our understanding of the words that we're using and how they interact with people. And, and that's when I learned the other day actually from my mom and I had to look it up and, and make sure that that was like actually where the term came from. And sure enough it is. And so probably uh, I'm going to start using exempted or excused or legacy or things like that instead of the term grandfathered just because of the racialized history of it. Not that I think everyone needs to do that or anything, but that's an example of how I consistently update my language based on the things that I'm learning. Thanks for listening to Blacklight. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at BlacklightPod. That's Black. L-I-T-E pod. If you have a topic, idea, or feedback you'd like to share with us, you can hit us up at blacklightpodcast at gmail.com.